I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you have... Time for the AltaCast. I will be joined shortly, hopefully, by the Sheriff of Truth, LaToya, when calling in because she is not feeling well. It's not the coronavirus. Hysteria, mass hysteria has hit the streets. Dogs and cats living together. People afraid of the new virus wearing masks on the bus. I don't know what's going on. Cover your cough, folks. We're all gonna die anyway. Come on. I don't mean need. I mean, maybe I do mean to make light of it. But you're tuned into the Altcast. I'm Pam Benjamin. I'm still alive. Oh, took a little tumble this week. Took a tumble on Divisadero, I think. Uh, have some lessons to be learned. Responsible drinking involves eating. Oh yes, 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 yes. Lessons. Cool. Yeah, uh, 15 stitches. My nose is broken for the fifth time. No problem. Just a little broken nose. I know what that feels like. It's hard because I can't have expression in my face because that. I guess I'm learning that I raise my left eyebrow quite a bit because that hurts. It hurts to have expression in my face. It's been like, um, Poor man's Botox because of the broken nose. One of my wrinkles disappeared in between. Uh, I had a new wrinkle in between my forehead. It's not new. It's an old wrinkle in between my forehead. And it and the swelling made that go away. So that's positive. Look on the bright side. Uh, yeah, but uh, what else did I learn? Wow. When you take a tumble, the 12 disciples of the AA 12-step cult come out and w- really want you to join their group. Uh, hey, I get it. Some people need that kind of support and that, and all power to them if that works. But man, it's cool. Uh, I'm pretty disciplined. I'm gonna be taking five weeks off here from the sauce. I work in a bar. Last night I worked in a bar. No problem. No desire. Because uh, my issue isn't. I don't think that I'm an alcoholic. It's that I have body dysmorphia and eating disorder issues that go back to like the beginning of time that I never addressed back then. And I just kind of, you know, I've been, I've been moderating my, you know, eating issues over the years, but I've never truly addressed them. So in these five weeks, I'm going to be doing some uh, searching and some, you know, looking around what, you know, what makes, I, I'm interested to see like what other people have eating disorders and issues and uh, if there, are there any men out there that like eating disorder issues? I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess you know if i if i try to think about like why do i have these issues i know that everything stems from internally but 
I don't know. I think that there's like a societal role that plays in my self-esteem and the way that we all look. And if we're not acknowledging that, like, you know, look at what we, I mean, I try, I don't watch TV even, okay. So even the TV I watch is like an ad now for something of being cooler, hipper, looking this way or being this thin or doing, presenting yourself in a way of that. There's like, and it all sort of revolves around spending money. So it's, you know, Gillette, they're a razor company. Why do we all, I mean, I, I mean, I guess you got to shave every once in a while, but I, I don't know. Society. I wish LaToya was here. It's so hard to philosophize on one's own, which is why I'm going to probably play a lot of music today. All right. Um, just and stuff from my youth when I didn't when I was when I was deep in it. Uh, I so I I used to do the whole bulimia thing and uh, in through college and and you know because I I mean all of this stems together. When I was in early my early days in college, I was as big as I've ever been, which was 150 pounds, which. People, oh, it's so tiny, but, you know, when you have issues, it's huge. And I mean, it's because I was drinking a lot and I was eating, but I was dancing. I was working out like six hours a day and it just wasn't enough. Um, But while I was drinking, I was listening to this music. I don't know if you guys remember. I guess everything old is new again. People have been playing this kind of cool shoegazery stuff. Uh, Heaven or Las Vegas is the name of the album and uh, this is Cocteau Twins this is Cherry Colored Funk
was Cherry Colored Funk by the Cocteau Twins. And I always love the Cocteau Twins because you have no idea what they're saying. Who knows? What are they saying? What are they singing about? I don't have any idea. It's a lot of fun. You make up the lyrics. Ooh, what was the name for that? Ooh, ooh, I I learned it recently when you mishear something and it becomes something else. It's, um... My Athenian friend Nikos taught me it. It's, oh, dang it. I can't remember. Anyway, thanks for tuning into the AltaCast. I really hope that Latoya calls or that someone comes in. I'll just, I'll just play music from my youth. It's fine. I mean, and of course, I like that weird shoegazery stuff. Look. I mean, come on. Cope, our background music. She's trippy as fuck. But everything old is new again. And coming up at 2 o'clock on Some Call Me Tim, I'm going to be doing a phone interview with Side Pony. They are a band that might or might not wear hats. <laughs> I met them on the back patio of Benders, and they were having a band meeting, and it was amazing. And I just was like, what kind of band are you? Like, They were talking about, what would you be willing to wear denim? What about hot pants? And... And I'd like to wear a big floppy hat. And it was so great. Like they were talking about their whole vision and I was just, I was over the moon to meet them. So we're going to be playing some music from them and talking about their show tomorrow on the 5th of February at El Rio. El Rio, El Rio, we love them. Also a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th. 75 comics, 66 shows, 7 days, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, 12 hours of live streaming, podcast, and live shows. Everything is going to be open. We've got our 30-seat performance space. We're in the process of getting our limited performance license from the city, so yippity-skippity, everybody. It's going to happen. The ad came out in the Examiner today. Everybody pick up a copy of the Examiner and you'll be able to see a real print ad with Mutiny Radio. Unbelievable. Very excited. Very excited. Hopefully, you know, it all works. I I, I mean, (laughs) I'm doing the work. It's just so funny when, like, you know, I, I fell on my face. I drink. I drink a lot. If anybody listens to this show, you know that I really enjoy drinking. In fact, I I modified my whole life to be able to drink. I don't have any kids. I could do whatever the fuck I want. Now, usually, I don't fall on my face and get 15 stitches and break my nose. But the only thing that links together all of my terrible alcohol incidents—the time I flipped my car three times and had to get dragged out and broke... Oh, that's right, I broke my nose then, too. Ah, oh, I forgot that one. Shit, man. So I guess that makes this the sixth break. <laughs> yeah, but only if you count when I was a kid that I had broken my nose and then there was surgery to fix it, so I was counting that as two, but really that should be one. There were two surgeries to fix it. First they had to stick it back on my face, then they had to wait for it to heal, and then they fixed it again. I guess I didn't need the rhinoplasty. I don't need it now. I'm not getting it. I don't give. I don't care. Anyway, so the car accident—that was alcohol involved, absolutely. 
Um, but what, why did it happen? Because I didn't eat anything. I had, I had like two cherries and an apricot and then I drank. So makes sense. Uh, when I <laughs> last, well, when I fell down just this last Saturday, didn't eat anything. Uh, and the Saturday before I've, it's, I, I used to be able to day drink because I used to, well, no, whenever I usually, I don't usually eat. That's the thing. So that's, that's where I need to drinking responsibly involves eating. And if I can't eat responsibly, then I'm not allowed to drink responsibly. So I got to go back to basics, you know, eating. And then I guess it means, you know, if I have to, people have to consume calories. I guess I just need to like stop being so lazy and work out. But then I'm afraid of going to the other side of like the exercise bulimics where like, I have to be working out six hours a day. Otherwise I can't live with my body. You know, I don't want to fall over into that extreme either. Boy, oh boy, being an adult is hard. Well, I think I'm an adult. I walked by a bag of white powder on Geary and I didn't even pick it up. <laughs> Absolutely true. 12 years ago, 10 years ago, I would have picked that motherfucker up, <laughs> tasted it right there. Not these days. Not these days. Nope, 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 nope. I'm an adult, I'm an adult. Look at me adulting with my broken face and all my stitches. Look at me adulting. Let's play some more Cocteau Twins. Um, and I'll try to remember the word that is when you misquote you a word you think it's something else than it is because you can't understand like the telephone game okay here we go more cocktail twins
Yeah. And that's Cocteau Twins. Some of my favorite music from back in the day. Uh, since we're throwing it back. <laughs> so we used to, in my... God, how old was I? This is 1995, right? And we'd sit in my ex-husband Keith's college bedroom. He tricked it out, you know? We had the 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 Christmas lights, and they had the different settings, you know? And then they'd, like, swing, spin around in circles, and we'd sit in there and play guitar to Smashing Pumpkins songs and smoke pot, hang out with his cat, Sketch. She's a nice kitty kitty. Um... And shoegazery stuff was all our jam. God, 95. 25 years ago. Fuck. No, I wasn't 22 then, though. I'm, I've got the math wrong. 45. I can't do math on here. Sorry. Uh, we're going to move to a different chapter. Actually, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> Bye. Chapter. It's called uh, It's Free Swipe Your EBT. And... I don't know, anybody else afraid of what's happening in the world right now? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually kind of nervous about taxes because I just got my W-2s and I'm like, God, I made more money than I thought I did this year. Ooh. So there's that. But hey, there it is. I mean, I'll pay, I'll pay whatever taxes you make me pay. <sighs> I mean, not whatever. I mean, I'm poor, man. Anyway, anyway. I'm a drop in the bucket. Like, I'm a, I'm a company's... My, what I make a year is like what a company spends in a month at Starbucks. <laughs> we... announcement. This is where the taxpayer money goes.
get it all. Hey! You had me to get it all. Hey! You had me to get it all. Hey! California, wake up. If they don't get their money, they gon' keep your butt. At the county building. Chapter Jackson with it's free swipe EBT. She's actually being really political and stuff. And uh, <laughs> that the food people get with their EBT isn't really healthy. And the way that we, as a society, position young women to have EBT. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll tell a quick story about that from from those olden days when I was teaching. Uh, I used to teach in a school for uh, women who had had babies, and so the kids were in, it was by part daycare, part learning in West Sacramento. And I was substituting at the time. Um, and I was, I was really young. I was like 21, almost, maybe 22, in that really young age. And I was teaching... And these girls that were like 15, 16, 17, you know, they're, they're math magicians. They were like, so, you know, I have my first baby and I get 341 a month and then I get my wick. But I'm, I say I'm not breastfeeding, but I am so that that's extra money for this. And I have my second baby. So these are all girls who are like under 18, right? And one of them's had like three kids. And she's talking to me about how she gets $1,200 a month for these kids. And she was like, how much do you make? And I was like, well, that's actually about what I make. This is in 1997, 1990, 1997, yeah, 1997. So I was making like, you know, 24,000 a year. So it was like, you know, 2000, that was it. Yeah, 2000 a month. Uh, but then with taxes taken out or whatever, we were basically making the same amount of money, this girl. And I tried to convince her like, 
No, no, but you see, you have three children, and you're not even 18 years old yet. You know, I'm 22 years old, and I don't have any children for the rest of my life. Like, I could do things, not that I did anything, but it was a hard sell, you know? Like, if if you're, I mean, but there's no, there's no stability in it in being a mom, really, because in this day and age, like, who, you know, how many single moms are there out there, and... Oof. I'm really, really, really glad I didn't have kids. Oof. I mean, if I if I would have had children, I don't. I can I can imagine that I wouldn't. I'm never. That's one of the things that I've always felt like keeps me straight. I don't. I don't drink around kids ever. When I'm nannying, I'm fucking nannying. I'm, but I'm being paid to be a really responsible person, and so therefore, I don't drink <laughs> during those times. <laughs> Um, but this is, this is going to be an interesting, you know, five weeks completed. We'll see how I feel. It's, I mean, I'm interested mostly in what my body's going to look like without, you know, that many beers, three IPAs a day. That's an extra 900 calories, friends. Whoa. Why do I know that? Because I count that stuff because I'm a control freak and I don't ever want to get fat because I'm so scared of being fat. It's my biggest fear. It is. That movie, um, Chum Scrubber, one of the reasons I love it is that the Matrix lady, the gorgeous, gorgeous Matrix lady, she plays a mom in it and her beautiful daughter, and the beautiful daughter says, like, something about, that's my mom's biggest fear. It's, like, me being fat or something, but it's really, it's her being fat, and she's, like, early 40s, and she's wearing this bikini around all these high school boys, and it's, it's this great, great scene. But um, getting older, body image issues, maintaining sexual viability when that's something that I was taught that that's the way that the way into power is through, you know, sexuality, I guess, or that you're only valued as these certain roles. And as a woman, one of them is you have to be sexual as well and for me that's always equated with thin <laughs> skinny um yeah, I'll never be good enough anyway societal norms all that stuff working it out today I don't think Latoya's calling let's listen to some more music because self therapy isn't therapy although we'll see <laughs> is it do you do you need are you are you my therapist out there you are that's you thank you because i mean someone is it is that what therapy is about it's about being honest with someone else and saying this is truly what's going on and they go oh yeah uh uh-huh or they're supposed to lead you to those honest places where you can actually see what you're doing you know like anyway like the reevaluation, I guess that's what it's all about. And does one need a group? I mean, I guess a lot of people need a group structure to feel accountable. Um, but f- for me, um, I've never felt comfortable in groups. So, you know, maybe that doesn't work for me as <laughs> groups. I don't deal well in a group dynamic. 
anyway. And maybe that's something I need to work on. Like, what is it that I don't work well in groups? I mean, it's got to, it's some, it's me. Obviously the group works well together and that's fine, but there's something about me that doesn't like groups. I don't know. It's all, it's all to do. Well, maybe, and that's why you go to therapy is because you're paying someone who actually knows what they, because they've studied books that talk about the way your brain works or whatever and how you create patterns over time with your experiences and whatnot. I mean, hey, you know what's helping me? Watching serial killer shit, yo. <laughs> I don't know what the fascination on Netflix is or what all, all of our fascination is with people who kill other people. I guess it's the it's the edges, it's the fringes of society, but that's the thing is that it's society, so we're all part of it. So we're all are we all responsible for it? I mean, is is every single San Franciscan partly responsible for the person who's sitting for the desperation? The one really bad thing about breaking my face, there's a couple bad things, but one of the really bad things about breaking my face is that with 15 stitches in your eye, everyone thinks they can talk to you on the bus. Every fucking wackadoo is coming out from the recesses of the bus going, hey, you look like you want to have a conversation with me. I'm like, no, I don't actually one of us one of us i'm just so lucky i didn't lose any more teeth i didn't i didn't hurt my mouth in any way i didn't fall i just fell on my eye i'm lucky i didn't lose an eye i'm lucky i didn't fall into the street and have my head smashed by a car i'm lucky i didn't get assaulted in any way or nothing was stolen i had my computer on me it's fine like Everything is fine except my face and my ego. And those are both things that I can totally manage. I mean, the ego, maybe not so much, but the face, no problem. Yeah, I'm not worried about my face being pretty. I'm worried about being fat. <laughs> that's, my, that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, but my body dysmorphia issues. I mean, I know exactly where they come from. Mrs. Mowers. Mrs. Mowers and Mo, and isn't that amazing that both of their names start with an M and an O? And they've gotta be dead by now. I mean, I'm 45, how old can they be? They can't. I mean, I guess they could. I don't know. But I know why. Yeah. Fat little girls never get anywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah, really? Thanks. Thanks for cluing me in in 1980. No, 1979. 1979. Thanks. I mean, in the 70s, they used to prescribe cigarettes to women after they uh, had babies to lose weight. So I guess things were different in the 70s. I keep watching these uh, serial killer things because these people are fringed. I mean, my life was not. I was, I was, I was abused by rich people. No, I wasn't abused. Uh, maybe a little emotionally abused by the private Christian school. Um, maybe a little, maybe a lot. But you know, in their defense, I was weird. I've always been weird, and I'm sure that when they're like, "Well, oh, this is a weird four or five year old boy. We got to get her in line." I can't imagine that they were being malicious. It's just the way things were back then. 
It's the same thing with hip hop clubs in the 90s when people stick their hard dick in your butt. Not like in your butt, but up against you while they were dancing without looking you in the eye or asking for consent in any fashion at all. And that was just par for the course. And everyone just accepted it. And it was like, well, you went to a hip hop club. What did you think was going to happen? That's what this is. And maybe that's what the 70s were like. <laughs> this is what this is. Okay, this is a song from the early 90s again. Uh, Cocteau Twins. Uh, this is the Fru Fru. Here we go. Thanks for listening to AltaCast. Just be 
I am excitedly joined right now by Latoya. She's dying, and she called us on the phone. I'm so excited. Yeah, my voice is pretty gone. So oh, sweet baby. Well, just tell us for a second. Did you watch? Did you watch the the terribleness last night? Did you watch the the I, ego I the the ego shit parade? Did you watch it? I did not because. I, I would get either I would go through the five stages of grief, right? And I, I didn't feel like it last night, right? But I've been reading a lot about it, and I didn't realize this motherfucker's uh, approval rating is at forty six percent. Yeah, who, who is doing these polls? I, well, right. Well, there's two kinds of lies: lies and statistics. The the thing is, they paid a lot of money for that Super Bowl ad. But what did they pay more for, the Super Bowl ad or the African-American lady to be excited about 45? Well, that lady, you know, the thing is, like, he actually didn't pardon her, technically, because she was in jail uh, under the crime bill. Uh, She's been in jail, I think, since, like, 96. But that's just one. The only people that he's actually pardoned, pardon means, like, you have a clean record. You, yeah, you, the only the only people he's pardoned are his criminal friends and that racist criminal piece of shit. Uh, uh, the uh, what is his name? The, the sheriff of Pyro. That's in a. That was uh, the sheriff in a. Um, one of those counties in Arizona. Oh. You know he's the C. Uh, show me your papers guy. Oh right 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 right. And he pardoned. But yeah, well, I, I saw racist, that. Ad. So. I saw that ad and I thought it was. KKK comedy. I was actually very disappointed in the ads during the um, Super Bowl this year. Usually, well, Jonathan and I didn't even watch. I mean, he had it on his tiny phone, and we were we watched it for the commercials. But um, it was I was like, usually there's some of them that make me cry, or I think they're good, or or that they're boundary breaking in some way, and nay. Just all, I mean, we've become this, the ultimate celebration of mediocrity. I, did, I usually don't care about the ads. That's the, like, you know, least of my words. I'm yeah. glad that my team won. Oh, but, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that our president thinks that they're from Kansas, not yeah, from Missouri. That was another <laughs> Yeah, kind of a slap in the face to his main, like, bread and butter constituency. Oh, I don't even are. know what state you're from. Yeah, because he really cares cares about the people and knows who he's representing. Oh, totally. Yeah, you know. But I did read today um, that um, uh, America's favorite Mormon, Mitt Romney, Ooh. is voting to uh, 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 voting against the fact that he is guilty of um, of abuse of power. Oh, so Mitt's on the side of the people. Yeah. Damn, bro. So, but, you know, that stupid, uh, which Susan Collins voted with her party, you know, she's the one to, you can never, never trust a Republican point blank period. Well, I mean, it seems like if we actually wanted, if we actually wanted to represent in a government, maybe it's time for the United States to dissolve. Maybe it's time that some states, some states could 
potentially band together. I mean, these are these are treasonous statements, but I'm just speaking philosophically. But honestly, what if, I mean, we know that our president hates Mexico, but California loves Mexico. Why not reach out to Mexico and have some kind of crazy partnership with Baja and call it Californios and have a deal with Mexico and Canada and go all the way up to Victoria, Canada, all the way along the West Coast and call it something, something new. And and people could come, it'd be like Pakistan and India. And we, but we would be like open borders and be like, no, no, no. If people want to flow through, we're cool with that too, because, because we're cool over here. Like I would even say, like New York could join us. It'd just be like, so if if the United States has Alaska and Hawaii, why can't like California, California at land? Why can't we have New York and Boston? Right? We can have our little... You wouldn't have Boston. You would have Massachusetts. We'd have Massachusetts. Okay, fair. But why not? We're seeing a division that is so great. It is so vast. We used to call ourselves a melting pot. That used to be a thing. Now... I don't think it ever really was a thing because the racism has always been there. Right. And the bigotry. And so... The thing is, now it's so normalized again, right. where people feel comfortable. But what's funny... Bigotry is, is normalized. Okay. That's so gross. But it's so true. It, That's what's like, you know, slavery so is normalized bigotry. But what's you know, slavery what, what, It's so normalized that he gave that fat, dying piece of shit, which I celebrated, Rush Limbaugh, the Medal of Freedom. Oh, my dear God. Did you see that part? No. I, I saw that. No, I didn't. I I yeah. I have such blinders on right now. Like I just, I just can't even. Um, it, it's so scary what's happened. It it upsets me so greatly that after being in P, it, one third of our government saying, "You fucked up, dude. We don't want you to be president." That he gets to run again in 2020, and that the entire system is rigged. And that, and I hate to say that he's going to win again because every time you say something like that, even if you mean it as we don't want him to, but then saying that sort of brings it into the gestalt and into reality. But the question is, how do we rise up against our oppressors and say, you don't represent us? You well, don't? How do we say that in San Francisco? Well, well I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to what you said about how, um, you know, he's going to win again. And the system is rigged. You're on point, you know, because I don't know if you paid attention to what happened in Iowa with um, uh, the uh, with the caucus, where they had this app, and this app basically was supposed to count the votes, and the app backfired. Oh, my and goodness. come to find out, the app. Because, you know, Bernie Sanders is in the lead in Iowa. Yeah. He still is. But now they're saying Pete Buttigieg, booty hole. Um, but the thing about Pete, Pete Buttigieg is, is in is in the is a front runner now in Iowa. They're saying they're saying they, they're saying that. But but guess who works on Pete booty holes? Uh, um, the people basically. People that work with people, there's a conflict of interest, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Right. That conflict of interest between the people who worked on the app 
and Pete Buttigieg's people. Exactly. And then they said that he won. And there's two lies, lies, damn lies, or three kinds of lies, lies, damn lies, and statistics. Yeah. That's the line. Well, you know, interestingly enough, I was hanging out with a bunch of junior hires and we started talking about um, their grand hatred for what's happening right now. I'm telling you, the children in our nation right now are so anti-Trump. It is heartening. It, it made me feel like, wow. But the, also, this is San Francisco, so it's a little different. But they were like adamantly anti everything that was happening right now. They were screaming out for climate change and they were like, he's an idiot. And and I asked them, I said, so Elizabeth Warren? And they're all like, no. And this is, I'm asking, I'm asking sort of a genius child. He's 12. He's reading a book written by uh, Robert Patterson and Bill Clinton. And it's a fiction book written by the two of them together where Bill Clinton gave him the ideas and then they wrote it together. And wow, amazing. And there's this 12-year-old boy reading it. And so of course I have to ask him, what do you think of politics? And he... Went with Pete Buttigieg, and he was concise about explaining why Pete was his dude. And uh, one of them was the human rights issues, the women's issues, uh, because Pete Buttigieg always brings up the abortion rights and access to, like, health care. And um, another one was because he's gay. (laughs) And so, which is like... But uh, right, I know, which would probably hurt the feelings. And, and but but I, but I I'm surprised you didn't. Liberal. I'm surprised you didn't say the lady on the com- the commercial was a C O O N. I won't say it out loud because only you can say it. Oh uh, oh, cool. Oh yeah. yeah, she's totally tap dancing. <laughs> uh, but here's see, this is why I don't fuck with the fake ass liberal and the stupid liberal San Francisco bullshit because you do have a lot of. Feminazis that are racist, but they they hide under the liberal umbrella. Mm. You also have a lot of liberal uh, uh, racist gays, Pete booty hole. Racist, you gays. know? Yeah. What I mean, I don't. I don't believe. That's why I, I've moved over to more progressives. Sure. Progressives talk about reparations. Progressives don't hide under the umbrella of this fake liberalism of like, well, I voted for Obama, or I, I don't, believe, I don't see color. Fuck that. Right, right. Yeah. You know, I, it, it's, it's. I've taken my blinders off. I, I, I don't need to be woke. I've been awake. Right. I need. Sometimes I need to sleep. Sometimes. Yeah, taking a nap. Close, <laughs> close those eyes and drift off and and soothe you. So. <laughs> I mean, I made a joke that clearly you don't have coronavirus, but that's a, that's another that's a local hysteria that I'm seeing I'm seeing bubble up here. I'm seeing more and more masks on people everywhere. Um, I'm just hearing people be scared and even a lot of more jokes about it. Like any person that gets sick, like the joke is, oh, they've got the coronavirus. But is it? I mean, is it real? I'm hearing I'm hearing some of the uh, racist jokes. Racist jokes about Corona. Oh, are we getting, that's the other thing is I just, I've been learning that there's a whole section of racism against Asian people that has been going on and for, um, Roald Dahl, I just learned was really super, super bigoted toward, um, Southeast Asian people. And there's all, here's, that's, here's the bigger question. Why do humans, why do we all have to hate someone so bad? Like even, even like I was trying to be open and honest about you know falling on my face and I got some fucking hate and it was like 
hey, like I'm just doing my best. I don't know. I don't know if you got the email with the guy who was. Oh my god! Right? I'm like, am I a functional alcoholic? I don't think so. I think I just don't. I think that I talked about at the beginning of the show. I think that it's not about my alcohol. Well, it is. It is about my alcohol consumption, but it's also mainly about eating food and not eating food. And when I drink, choosing to not eat food because I don't want to get the calories and get all fat and because beer has so many calories and so i'm like it's empty calories it's empty calories but i'm trying to keep my body the way i want it to look while still consuming alcohol it's going to be you're hurting yourself it's going to be an interesting five weeks you know i'm i'm grounded I've, I'm not allowed. I'm not. It's not that I'm not allowed to go out. I I've already been in a couple bars. I worked in the bar. I did comedy in a bar. I'm just gonna be not drinking, and and that's okay. And that's okay because I'm still doing comedy and stuff, and I can drink water and I can hang out and I can support the bar by getting like a juice or whatever the fuck. Um, but the alcohol still will be there. It's not going anywhere. No, it's not right? going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. But I'm gonna I'm gonna address my eating issues because I think that. I am not allowed to drink responsibly. Part of drinking responsibly means eating. Like that's, when they say drink responsibly, that means you have to eat while you're drinking. You can't just drink. That's not okay. And so I'm finally like admitting that, that that behavior, which has gone on, and every time I hurt myself or flip a car or do something stupid, or it's all because I didn't eat. So that's the through line. And that's what I'm going to address is like, being healthy with my eating patterns and like recognizing yeah. that. And we'll see, we'll see in five weeks how, you know, what's going on. And you know what? You addressing that and saying that, you not being in denial is, that's, that's what matters. Yeah, know? I think so too. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of people out here that'll just be like, well, I'll just keep on doing what I do. I'll, I'll you know, I'll just not, I'll just make sure to eat. But right. you rather take a break, right? Well, I also home. have to figure out all that stuff. Like, <laughs> why, why do I still like? I mean, I I've been dealing with body dysmorphia issues my whole life, and I've never really addressed it. Of like, how does one get through? Like, I'm fucking forty five years old. I'd like to fucking figure this shit out like how to be comfortable in my own skin and but now there's all these new issues because now that I'm aging so dramatically um (laughs) so it's not just dealing with like am I pretty enough when I was had the opportunity to be pretty now it's like ugh, I'm just gross because I'm old so now I've got like ageism and body dysmorphia body dysmorphia (laughs) to fight (laughs) but it'll be fine I, I just really appreciate the fact that you are acknowledging the fact that, like, you know, I need to slow my roll. Yeah, I definitely, you know? yeah. yeah. And I not, I'm not taking, oh, cool, parking spot. I'm going to take that shit. Oh, uh, yeah. You're, you drive? I didn't know you drive. No, I um, promised to move my cousin's car uh. Uh, from across the street. Yeah, so, because... But I, have a, I do have a license. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even know that. Yeah, but... Uh, I'm going to have to rest my throat. Because it's 
starting to hurt. Yeah, do your thing. Um, I'm, thank you for calling in and giving us the update uh, and your perspective on, on this last week and also... I'm sorry, I'm not there. Oh, no, please. it's great. I've been playing um, like old shoegazer music that I like. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and and using the audience as free therapy. I'm like, hey, thanks, guys. You're listening to my problems. Um, well, you know, also, too, what you're saying, like, what, how did you feel the next day? Well, the only thing that I, honestly, that my, that's, you know, my face hurts a little bit, but the, the thing I'm really bummed about is that I fucking, I was drunk and, I didn't respect the show that I was on. It was a really good show. It was a sold out crowd. It was totally amazing. And I fucking blew it. Like I, I don't remember people laughing very much because I was super drunk. And I didn't realize at the time how drunk I was. And I had, cause I hadn't eaten and I, uh, I should have, if I was responsible, I would have said, Hey, don't put me up. But he did. And I, I sort of wasted the audience's time. And the next comedian who went after me got incredible laughs. And I was like, so bummed. I was like, what did I do wrong? And then I realized after, you know, waking up in the hospital that I was super, super, super drunk. And so in the morning when I got home, I, I messaged the booker and I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, I'm really disappointed in you, blah, blah, blah. And then he saw the pictures of my face and he's like, Oh fuck. And I was like, no, you should be disappointed in me. I mean, I'm, but that's my biggest regret of the night is not falling on my face and the stitches and the broken nose. I don't really give a fuck about that. But it's it's that I fucked up a really good opportunity where I could have been really funny in front of a lot of people and I was just drunk and embarrassing. And that's not my what I want my brand to be, you know? I don't yeah. I don't want my brand to be old drunk embarrassing lady cuz that doesn't that's not going to get me on stage anywhere. Yeah, you yeah. don't want that reputation. No, I don't. So I'm going to have to work pretty hard to get away from that. But, you know, I'm going to do a month of sober stuff here. And then I'm not going to drink until after the festival. So I'm going to wait, be sober the whole festival, get my work done, get that shit done. Oh, there's a there's an ad out today in the SF Examiner for Mutiny Radio. You should check it out if you get by oh, an examiner. Sweet. Um. But yeah, so I'm I'm gonna reevaluate things. It's like it's not like my life's going pretty fucking great. I've been getting everything done, even with partying and having fun. Um, but I'm gonna party and have fun just without the alcohol. I'm just I'm gonna be out just as much as I've always been out wherever I'm going. Yeah, I'm gonna save so much money. It's crazy. It it actually it'll be interesting to see how much money I save. Um but because you know, my beers were half price and but that's pretty much the only thing I spend my money and that's another issue is that I mean and it's it's alcohol and food together because oftentimes I won't eat in lieu of drinking I'll be like I've got five dollars I can either eat or I can drink I'd rather drink and that's <laughs> not okay so you know I have issues to address but I don't I don't think this is a thing that I definitely don't want to go to AA. And so many people have reached out to me from that group that I feel like they're a cult. I'm like, ah! Oh, ah, no. I don't want to drink your juice. I don't want to drink your juice. I do not like AA. I used to have to go. I, nope, 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 nope. It is a cult. I don't like that God shit. I don't, I don't like the like God that. stuff either. Jesus I, and I don't know. I don't want I mean, to say to anyone that I'm, I'm powerless over my addiction because that's not true. I have all the power over it. 
I'm the only person who can possibly have power over what goes in and out of my body is me. Unless I'm in some weird sex trade or unless I'm owned by another person or something. But the only person who has control of what goes into my mouth and into my body is me. And therefore, I mean, I could say, well, I am God and I give it up to myself to say that I can, you know, like, or whatever. But I'm going to deal with that. Like, I have to worry about things that go into my pie hole and it needs to be pie and not, <laughs> not, not IPA. <laughs> it's, pie and IPA are almost the same anagram, but they're not. They're not. So I'm going to focus on the pie and not the IPA. <laughs> I like that. Yay. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for calling. Feel better. T- t- lozenges, tea, time off, thank rest. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I knew I was I was getting sick over the weekend, so I knew my time was going to come. Yeah. It's uh, uh it's coming for everyone. But um yeah. I will I will see you hopefully very soon. You'll see my face. Yes. It doesn't look that bad, dude. Like I worked last night and a lot of people didn't even notice. And in San Francisco, no one looks you in the eye anyway. So no one's even noticing <laughs> that I have like 15 stitches in a black eye. It looks like I'm wearing really extreme makeup. <laughs> Seriously, it's not that big of a deal. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I love, love, love you. Feel better. Love you too. Rest your voice. Thank You're you. the best. Love you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Okay, LaToya, the sheriff of truth, calling in to save my butt on the Altacast here on Muni Radio. All right. We're going to keep on keeping on here with some more music here on the Altacast. We're going to go all the way back. All the way back to so that last song that I played was called uh, "Fruit Fruit Foxes in Summer in Midsummer Fires." Fruit Fruit Foxes in Midsummer Fires. Now there was also a band that I love called Fruit Fruit, and this is embarrassing. I am a I am a deeply romantic person. Like I love feeling. You know, like. I, you know, I got enough fucking MFA in poetry. How many times do I got to say it? I love lyrical shit. I like, I'm, I like pink. I'm, I'm romantic. I like, you know, all that kind of shit. So anyways, there's this band called Fru Fru. And they sound almost like the vibe they have is so similar to that song by Cocteau Twins from 10 years previous. Um, maybe even more than that. So, Fru Fru was the band, if you remember the movie Garden State, there was a great song called uh, Let Go, I think, or Breathe In. Anyways, Fru Fru was on that soundtrack, and I loved them so much, and I put this, I loved, loved, loved this music so much. I listened to it in 2006 and 2007, like, 2008 constantly and that's like 12 years ago which is insane to me and I'm sure you've all heard it and it's all dumb and stupid now but it's some of the most like romantic stuff okay I'm gonna there's so many of them that I want to play that it's hard but I'm gonna start with this one it's good to be in love bye frou-frou
Well, I've always very much enjoyed that song. Because uh, I am a girly girl. I am a delicate daffodil. And I have to tell you that I'm sorry. There's a, Sometimes when you use YouTube, there's a dumb, stupid buzz in the background, and I apologize for that. Seriously. It's bad. It's bad podcasting. It's bad podcasting. Um... Well, here we go. Thanks for joining me today. Yes, it was Let Go that was in Garden State, which was a great, great, great song. I can, if I can get away from this, the tricks pin people are the, the ones that had a terrible buzzy sound that was bothering me. Let's pick another song to, oh, I like this one too. Um, this is, it's so funny. I, God, I, I like the dumbest music. I'm always embarrassed to like, when people say, what's your favorite music or what's your favorite song or what do you like? Because the things that I like are not, I mean, I'm basic, I'm so basic. <sighs> I guess, anyways, I'm. I've always loved this song very much. Oh 
kind of music I like. It's always shoegazery and kind of romantic and all that kind of stuff. Here is some old kind of stuff that I used to listen to. Does anybody remember the Sugar Cubes? Uh, this is Sugar Cubes hit. It's uh, live in 1992. And I love Bjork. I love Bjork. I love Bjork. And listening to this song makes me remember that I need to do my Bjork joke.
Cubes hit live 1992. Yay. That was lovely. That was great. Um, same time period. Other things. Other embarrassing things I like. Billy Corgan.
Smashing Pumpkins! Yay! That's from Kish. I've always loved that. Uh, here's another song I've always loved. This Eggman by the Beastie Boys off of Paul's Boutique. I think it's one of the best songs ever in the history of ever. Next hour on Mutiny Radio, we're going to be talking to Side Pony. So let's hear some of their music right now. This is off their album, The Cusp, Side Pony. Strong. Out here on the edge of 
I love them. All right, that's Side Pony. They're going to be coming up next here at Mutiny Radio on Some Call Me Tim. We're talking to that band. Met them on the back patio of Fenders where everything good happens. All right. Looking for more music that I used to love as a child because I am so old. so old pretending I used to be young so old no I was young once and I still can't chase those dreams by partying too hard it can't change your dreams to the bottom of a bottle let's see what other I'm, I've played like my most girliest music for you today and I feel a little bit guilty about it because, boy, am I sorry that my musical tastes are so basic and dumb. I listened to so much U2 as a child. Uh, what a formative role. Adam Clayton, Bono, The Edge, Larry Mullen Jr. have played in my life. They're just, you know, the background. It's funny, the album... Um, Uh, I put in the wrong one. I wanted Lemon. I gave it away. Lemon. So the song Lemon came out in what? Like, God, 90-something? 93. 93. And I think it was really ahead of its time. If you listen to, like, Zuropa and all those... Um, songs off that album Zuropa they were all way ahead of their time and then in 1993 this song came out and clearly uh, we weren't ready for it let's just say that but it's timeless I think it's timeless you two Zuropa you could bring it out today and it'd still be good let's test my theory <laughs>
Well, there it is, everybody. Lemon, the official seven-minute version from 1993. Isn't that fun? Isn't that great? Uh, here is more romantic music. I've always loved Bonnie Raitt, but I also love this guy, Bon Iver. And uh, again, from... It's, you know, I just can't, I can't get out of the past. I'm stuck in the past, you know? But this is Bonnie Vare doing a cover of I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt from the Nick of Time album, which I listened to over and over and over and over and over and over and over in the early 90s. That and Don Henley. I listened, I am an embarrassing, sad person. Uh... Here we go. This is Bonnie Vare singing I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt. Very romantic. I will lay down my heart 
love in the nick of time song be any better oh bonnie Vera, i can't make you love me slash the end of it was the nick of time written by bonnie Raitt. and boy doesn't that sound like don henley in the background i saw them together at bumper shoot in what year was it i was still in college so i'm gonna guess 95 or 96 and it was bonnie Raitt and don henley at bumper shoot and i couldn't have been happier I love Bonnie Raitt so much. Uh, we'll finish out today's AltaCast with this song. This is The End of Innocence by Don Henley and the Range, which I listened to over and over and over and over and over again when I was unpacking my dorm for the first time in 1993. And I would listen to this. I'm such, I've never, people were probably like, God damn it, get your dad's music off. Um, Thanks for listening today. Thanks for letting me do some free therapy. Thanks for LaToya for calling in, letting me know what's going on in the world. Please join us in the next two hours with Side Pony on Some Call Me Tim. And hey, this Friday, Comedy Clubhouse, great, really interesting, fun lineup. Every Friday it is, every Friday, 8 to 10. Come join us here at Mutiny Radio, 278 121st Street. You can always get your tickets on Eventbrite and check out the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Get your tickets now. Just go to the front page of our website, mutinyradio.fm. You can just buy all those tickets. They're all right there. Check them out. See you guys next week. I hope LaToya will be here and my face will be healed. Woo!
yet ever in the history of AltaCasts. There we go. That's all the music I like. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, friends. Join us next week where we talk about news and stuff again instead of spelunking through my past. Um, come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. These things just took over me. It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? 
Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Prominent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for the Let's Watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch.
What's happening? This is your boy Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you say 